Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. For unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Father, we love you today and we are so grateful to be your people. We are so uh, excited about this season of celebrating the birth of Jesus. We are honored and kind of just fascinated that we get to be followers of Jesus in our, our brief life on planet earth and these precious days that you've given us as a gift. And God, we ask, Lord, that in the midst of a life filled with all kinds of temptations to grow with anxiety and fear, we ask that we would be a people that are marked by peace. I pray today that you would give supernatural peace right now in the midst of every financial storm, right now in the midst of all the relational tension, those who feel extremely lonely today, Lord Jesus, I pray for peace. And God, I ask that we would become, that we would be so transformed that we would become your peace to our world, that we would help be carriers of peace in our culture. God, do a fresh work in us today. As we, as we look at your word, let it come alive in us, bring supernatural transformation. We honor you, we love you. Radiant Church said, amen. So isn't it awesome when something is given to you that's better than what you had before, that's different than what you had before? I, uh, I remember spending a lot of time in the 90s working on my theology degree as a college kid in a library using a card catalog system. Anybody remember that? And I'm just kind of a misty old library looking through books, spending half my time trying to find resources, and it was not awesome. I don't care who says it's awesome. It was not awesome because only about 10 years after that, mm, I remember sitting in a classroom during a seminary experience where I didn't have to go to the library anymore. There was this new thing called Bible software and just kapow, unto me was given something a lot better. <laughs> unto me was given something a little bit different, but a whole lot better. And so I had some Bible software today. I don't even go to libraries. Boom, I just sit at coffee shop, double tall vanilla latte, pow, right there. It's just boom, it's awesome. Research is, is different and research is better, right? Anybody old school enough remember some remember when you used to be kind by telling people you'll call them so they don't have to pay the long distance fees? Anybody remember that? What were those days, right? Whole different days. I remember when I was dating Renata going to a payphone where I'm filling up a big chunk of my net worth in coins in order to call her in a payphone. I was with my kids recently and we passed a payphone and my youngest said, what is that? <laughs> Why? Because something a little bit different has come along, right? Something's a little bit better that's been given unto us. Something that has got a lot of power. We got these little computers in our, in our pocket called phones, and it's, it's just a little bit different, right? When I was a kid, um, and I used to sing solos at Christmas time, wearing like burlap like, and, and shoes and black shoes and 
be a shepherd. And my mom used to carry this massive, huge video camera. And she just, I mean, I felt bad, like small mom, 5'3", but she had an 80-pound camera right here on her shoulder. She's just like videoing me, right? But now when my kids are performing, just pull out the video camera there. This whole world can see it in a matter of moments. Unto me was given something a little bit better. Here we've got this, this idea where unto us is given a different way of knowing, experiencing, seeing, living out true peace. Now I want to talk to you today about peace and the way that you find peace being better, different, new, and experiencing peace in a way that's different than the way that the world experiences peace. We live in a world where our, it's normal, it's common. The way that you would find peace is in an external way. Let me get my education right. Let me get all my bills paid right. <laughs> Let's get the government right. Let's get the roads right. Let's get everything right. And if I get everything externally right, then I'll have peace. But what we find in Isaiah prophesied is that there's going to be one and he will be the, the prince of peace. And, and that peace is going to come not from an external boundary or some kind of external financial amount or some kind of status, but unto you is is a child and he's the prince of peace and that peace comes in the form of a person. And so instead of externally getting all of these circumstances right, there is a person and he is the prince of peace. So the way to have peace is relational peace. So it's not external, it's relational. It's an internal relational reality that's different that's better. And I wanna invite you today in the midst of a culture that always says external, I think that there is a greater level of experiencing peace because it's supernatural peace. It's relational, it's God at work, it's unto you, unto you. Like personal, like real, unto you is given this Prince of Peace. And the question today is, is, do you know that Prince? Like, do you walk with that? Is, is that Prince of Peace, the one who is peace, the one who has more peace than you've got? Does he take up residency in you in such a way that external circumstance does not cause you to live out of control with anxiety, angry at other people, upset, and you've got a justification because after all, your circumstance is not just right. Your external things are challenging. Therefore, you're justified to live with anger and fear and anxiety. Or could it be true that there's this supernatural reality that we've got hundreds of years after Isaiah, the moment that we read about in Luke 2, where the angel appears, and you know this verse, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. And here's interesting, peace to those on whom his favor rests. It's peace to people. It's peace to people. On earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. 
Today, it's just scratching the surface of just starting to ask God, all right, God, where, what, what, what does it look like for me to walk with a supernatural peace? Like a peace that is from Jesus. Like I've got this relationship with Jesus. You've got this relationship with Jesus. And, and my, my peace in the midst of my life, in the midst of my car and my payments and my challenges and my lack of education or my abundance of education, but my loneliness or whatever scenario you find yourself in. To what degree we as Christ followers, we're all, about, we're all about the belief and the conviction that Jesus takes up residency in us and this idea of the incarnation, this idea of God becoming man, that we, we live differently, we find our identity differently because there is one who now takes up residency in us. And so we've got peace. And Jesus talked this way. So the Prince of Peace, born, Luke 2, prophesied about Isaiah 9. Listen to the way that Jesus talks to his disciples just before he goes to the cross. I love what John adds because he gives us this conversation. I love conversations because I, I feel like when I read conversations that Jesus has with his disciples, it gives me a window into what's going on. I can, I can, I can sense, you know, when, when we look at Jesus, we know what God is like. We can, we can understand what's in the heart of God. And, and Jesus looks at disciples that would actually end up all suffering for him. Their external circumstance, based upon what I can read, gets really, really hard. And I just read what Jesus says when he, Prince of Peace, looks at disciples and he says, peace, John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives and do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You can have peace, it's this gift. And the father gives the son, the prince of peace. And the prince of peace looks at disciples and says, you, you, can, you can have my peace. Of course, we know that the, the fruit or the work of the spirit is love, joy, peace. That, that we too gain a supernatural peace. And I just wanna ask, to what level am I? And what level are you? What level are we walking in a supernatural peace? I'm just the prince of peace, the one who has peace. And Jesus says, I give it to you. And because of Jesus, you can be in right standing with God, peace with God. And because of Jesus, you don't have to fear the future. You don't have to fear death. And you can be at peace. And because of Jesus, you don't have to try to find pleasure on earth. I mean, there might be a whole lot of pleasures and a whole lot of blessing and a whole lot of gifts, but ultimately, we prayed this at prayer meeting on Wednesday night, my, my pleasures are at his right hand forevermore. And so ultimately, the rat race of finding all those things in life, I have a higher one. I've got a higher one in eternity. And so I want you to think about where you find peace. And I want to invite you to a new way, to a better way, to a different way, a way that's so much better that the old way sounds crazy. The old way, for me, it seems so crazy for me to go back to some library to research. Boom, I'm going to a coffee shop with some Logos Bible software. Those old days of libraries and spending my nights in a library, <laughs> no, now it's a little bit different. I wanna tell you it's a whole different way of thinking. And I think when I think about how we often try to find peace in 2000 and, 
18, I think we try to find peace in a place. I think we think if I can just get to the beach, I'll have peace. Man, if I can just get, and you name it, we're all different. We all tend to do it. I tend to, I tend to go there. I tend to think, man, if, <laughs> if it's just Renata and me at a restaurant somewhere, <laughs> peace on earth, brother. I mean, that sounds great. We can all just kind of pick the places that we kind of think, if I can maybe be a little escapist, if I can step away from my circumstance, then, then I'll find peace. If I, can just, if I can just get to that football game and they can win, then I'll have peace. If my guy will just win the Heisman, bam, peace. I mean, something, some kind of place, some kind of scenario. Maybe it's not a vacation oriented. Maybe it's if I could just get out of debt, which is a good thing. And all these things are good things. I'm not at all saying that they're bad things. I'm just saying that they might accidentally become substitutes. And instead of really knowing the Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace taking up residency in me, Prince of Peace giving me peace, in the same way that Jesus would give it to his disciples, same way that Paul would talk about the evidence of the Holy Spirit taking up residency in you, that you would have peace, an evidence, a work of God, a fruit of the spirit. I'm just saying, I think sometimes it's easy for me and probably for you to say, I will find peace when I find a place. Give me that paid off thing. Give me that new job. Give me, but I want to invite you not to look for it in a place, but to look for it in a person. I want to invite you to think about Jesus in the midst of my chaos in the midst of my circumstance, my peace is in a person. My peace, there's a supernatural activity. There's something that God is doing inside of me and it is supernatural. So some people, it's easy to hear this and kind of check it off and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that idea before. We're not talking about an idea. We're talking about a reality. I'm not talking about revelation. I'm talking about what we live. I'm talking about what you run to in the moment there's chaos. When things fall apart, what is the thing that you run to? And if it's a person named Jesus, it could just be that you're walking in supernatural peace because that's not common in our culture. That's not common in our world. It's to run to where I think I can finally get some kind of break, some kind of leverage to make my life better. But if we read unto you, unto us is given the Prince of Peace. He's come, there's a baby, he's in a manger. <laughs> that baby grows up, he looks at his disciples and he says, I give you, I, I give it, I receive it. I, I, I've got something that's given to me that is a supernatural gift from God. It's something that God God is at work inside of me. And when I read the scriptures, I think Peter and Paul can't get enough of it. I mean, just reading the New Testament, it's amazing to me how often. And it's a standard greeting. And I think we get used to it when we read Peter or when we read Paul. But they talk about, they, when they're starting their letters, they're frequently talking about grace and peace. I just want you to believe me. So I'm gonna make you listen. All right, look at this. First Peter 1, 2, look at this. It says, grace and peace to yours in abundance. That's how Peter starts. 
as he looks at persecuted believers. His next one, he says, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That's Peter. Paul, when you read Paul, I'm just looking at his greetings. You can read through the different books of the Bible, the letters that he writes, and he talks about peace often. But he always starts talking about peace. I mean, just like you've been given something. And if you've been given something, then you live differently because it's real, it's in you. Look at this, he says this, Romans 1, 7, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called by his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. From, do you have it? Is it in you? 1 Corinthians 1, he says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 1, 2, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You may say, hey, this is just how Paul starts his letters. Okay, great. It's how he starts his letters. Let's take note. Galatians 1, 3, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1, 2, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, 2, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1, 2, grace and peace to you from God our Father. 1 Thessalonians 1, grace and peace to you. That's it, he got tired right there. 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, grace and peace to you from God the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 1, 2, to Timothy, my true son in the face. Grace, now he's getting old and he has mercy. Dear God, it's getting hard. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. Titus, uh, it does again in 2 Timothy 1, 2, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. Titus 1, 4, to Titus, my true son, in our common faith, grace and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then to Philemon, grace and peace to you from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Lord. You see it? So, so, all right, so, Peter's probably remembering the moment. Paul's walking in a new reality. And the intriguing thing to me is that when I read these guys' circumstance, their circumstance is challenging. And as they look to new believers or as they're trying to pastor churches in other cities and help them out, they begin with this grace and peace to you. It's, we're a different kind of people. We're living in a different kind of way because we've got a savior and he is the prince of peace. And so you can have external chaos, but you got relational peace because you're walking with God. You've got peace with God. God became man. Jesus dwells. Jesus dies on a cross and Jesus raises from the dead. And Jesus looks, comes back, looks, gives this great commission. Church goes out, starts to grow, and people start to live differently because their circumstance. I got peace like a river because I got the car paid off. Nah, that's good. Pay that car off. I got peace like a river. I don't know if that's, that's just my Sunday school coming out. I got peace like a river. I mean, peace. I got peace because it's not the circumstance. It's the person. It's, oh, I know him. I'm walking with him. About four years ago, uh, our family was on I-70 and there was a Kansas tornado watch and I was scared to death because I had four little kids and it was getting late 
and we parked under this bridge and I was just, I was honestly just filled with all kinds of anxiety. And when dad's filled with anxiety, it means everybody's filled with anxiety, except for in the back row. Well, I'm kind of freaking out. There's this little three-year-old boy named Justice and he started just making up a song in the midst of the chaos where he said, don't be afraid of the storms. Don't be afraid of the storms. And in the midst of the storm, he had peace. I want to invite you. I mean, all I could think about is I got to get to Colby, Kansas, mile marker 53. I'm skipping Starbucks, but I'm going to get to the hotel and get these kids. I've got to get to a place. And I think my boy Justice, he had peace in the storm. I thought if I could just get to a place, we'll be all right. I want to tell you this. It, the, the, even when the angel comes, hey, on earth, peace to those on whom my favor rests. It's, it's peace to people. There will be a day in heaven. There will be a day where there will be peace. Right now, we live in a little bit of chaos. It's pretty challenging. And I am not saying, I'm not at all downplaying, man, asking God's blessing and his favor on your circumstances. Man, I, I love that. And as your pastor, I wanna continue to pray God's blessing on you, God's favor on you. I wanna pray that those things work in your life. I just believe that in a culture that wants those things so badly, it's very easy for us to lose sight. That my peace, the way I find peace is a little bit different. I, I, I'm not even using Jesus to get those things. I have Jesus. And so those things may rise and those things may fall, but my peace is unmoved. I've got peace like a river, or as Justice would say, peace in the storm. Don't be afraid of the storm. Jesus looked at it in John 16 and he said, hey, in this life, you're gonna have trouble. My peace I give you. John 14, my peace. I, I, it's, 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 it's not, <laughs> hey, Peter, it's not that everything's gonna just kind of get better and better and better and better. It's that you've got me. And so my peace comes from a person, not from a place. My peace comes from a savior, not from my status. I've got I've got peace. We see it all through. I love, I love the Old Testament narratives. I love the story. It's the same idea. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they go through the fire, but it's Jesus with me. I got peace in this fire. I got peace in this challenge. Daniel, same thing. You know the story. The lion's den. I got peace. Why? Because <laughs> the lion's den isn't bad? No. I'm... I, Lions are rough. Lions are hard. I'm scared to death of lions. But why? Well, it's, it's who's, who's with me. He's with me. And even when we read Paul, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen the movie Paul that came out, but it's really phenomenal. I enjoyed it a lot. But I, the thing that struck me was just, it was just that, that demonstration I'm getting to see that he's writing all these things while he's actually suffering. And we read grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace while he's sitting in prison cells. I got peace in jail. I got peace. I'm being persecuted because 
of Jesus, but I've got Jesus, so I've got peace. I want to invite you to peace today. I want to invite you to know the Prince of Peace. I want to invite you to this idea that he gives peace, that it's a supernatural activity. It is God at work. It is Christ taking up residency in me and glory to God in the highest. Wow, this is good news. Peace has come and it's a person. Peace. I love the way Paul says in Ephesians 2, he says, for he himself is our peace. I just love that phrase because I, I, I like saying our peace is a he. <laughs> just, just that idea, he himself is our peace. It's him. Our peace. Our peace isn't when I just get everything right. Our peace is, is that person. So how do I grow in peace, David? Here's a few practical ways and we'll, then we're gonna pray and just ask God to give us peace Christmas time. Number one is this, talk to God. That's the way that Paul says it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And here it is, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. And here's what happens. If you have supernatural peace, people around you won't get it and they'll even categorize you as crazy. And you go, yes, sir, that's right. And don't give me more of that. Come on. <laughs> You've got peace. And they're going, no, no, no. Start, start getting uptight and anxious like, like the rest of us. The great witness of the gospel, spirit of God at work inside of me is, no, I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm not going to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition. No, no, no. I can make money off of you if you'll be anxious. I can get you to do what I don't want you to do if you're filled with fear. But to the Christ follower who the Prince of Peace has taken up residency in you, something supernatural. You can't be bought or sold. You got peace on the inside. You got peace in the midst of the river. I mean, you're on I-70 and it's crazy. I got peace in the storm. And it's not, if I could just get there, if I could just do this, if I could just, and you're just living on. But instead it's peace. Oh God. I don't understand. Oh, but peace that transcends human logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I got. <laughs> and be ready because people think you're crazy. And others go, tell me what you've got. Tell me how you have peace. Why so much peace in you? Let me tell you about this man, Jesus. Take it to God. Talk to God. I know one of the reasons you don't have peace, you have 24-7 access to chaos. <laughs> News in the world. Oh no. Oh no. Generations past, they couldn't see every problem in the world at any minute, right? But you do. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh no. And not just 24-7 access to news chaos. You got every single person you know's chaos. Oh, oh. <laughs> and you know what? They're in their pride, when they do well, sometimes they go, hey, look at me. Oh, chaos. In their pain, and you know what's easy to do? 24-7 access to news, to others. And sometimes, I mean, I use social media. Sometimes it's chaos to me. I post something and, oh man, that person said that. It's chaos. It's, it's, it's my own life. 
how come so-and-so didn't like that? Ha! And we got reasons why we don't have peace. Why? Because we're staring at a screen, not a savior. We're not, we're not looking at the one and go, hey, oh, I mean, I mean, you really talking to him. I'm not talking about you memorized the script from when you were 12. I'm talking about you've got this vibrant relationship where in the midst of your storm, my first thing is not to Google it or to find somebody else's problem. My mind is to go to God and say, by prayer and petition, let me make known to you what's going on. Here's what's going on inside of me. Here's where I'm at. I can't see, but I trust in you. And you go, the peace of God that transcends all understanding starts to fill your soul. Oh, I can under, I got it. I want to invite you to talk to God. How do I get peace, man? Talk to God. Start off. Just be that person that talks to him. Just don't let the cynicism get in. Talk to him. And then I like to say it this way. Study God. Now, we often would say, read your Bible. I like that. But I want to say it this way. Study God. Like the same way that you would be fascinated. Study him. God, what do you like? Because if you see a God that cares for you and has all power and knows all things, you'll want to talk to him, depending on how much of him you've seen. We talked about in the, in the first Peter series, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares. You, you won't trust God with everything unless he's someone that can be trusted. And when you know he can be trusted, when you know that he's good, when you know his attributes, when you know his character, and you know he has all power and that he cares, you'll start to go to him because you see he's awesome, right? He, he's got the power to bring transformation. So instead of just talking to other people, you talk to God. Why? Because he's so awesome, right? Right now, I'm in a season of parenting where my kids think I am awesome. You know why? Because there are moments where I buy them pizza there are moments where we finish church out here at three o'clock and we run by Sonic. And I said, good job, guys. Nine hours at church. You can get yourself a dollar Coke, you know, like. <laughs> but when they want pizza or Coke, they know not to talk to each other. They talk to the man who's got the power to do something about it. Mm. Four dollars. I got power, right? <laughs> We'll look at screens. We'll talk to each other. I want to invite you. Man, know the one who can do something about your issues and your problems. Go to him. Go to him. And here's the last piece. We'll close with this. I want to invite you to just take, be the peace of God in your world. Like, okay, I have peace. It's not just about me. I'm going to be a peace bearer. I'm going to be a peacemaker. I'm going to bring peace to my world. Jesus said it this way. He said, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. All right? So in my world, where I work, my school, my family, I've got peace. I'm gonna bring peace. I'm a peacemaker. This word blessed, it's like happy. <laughs> happy are those who bring peace. You bring peace to your world. I'm not saying that you, right here, where, where you've got, blessed are the peacemaker for they will be sons of God. I think what we often do is we often go, well, if I'll bring peace to this situation, then I'll be the son, the daughter of God. That's not the idea. It's 
You bring peace because you are the son and the daughter of God. It's because of God at work inside of you and you're his. So Monday night, my son Dawson, he's 14. He's taller than me. That's all you need to know. Good night, everybody. No, it's kidding. He's just... <laughs> and uh, Monday night, he preached his first sermon and he got up there and, you know, I'm sitting there. I didn't have the big video camera like my mom. I just had the mm, iPhone in the back. He preached his first sermon and, and he preached on knowing God. And he preached with illustrations about the Oklahoma Sooners football team. He didn't preach about knowing God and illustrate it with the Oklahoma Sooners in order to be my son. Those were evidences that he is my son. Because <laughs> he's heard me do that his whole life. <laughs> Here's the reality. You bring peace not to be a son or daughter, but it is the evidence of God at work inside of you. The Prince of Peace has taken up residency in you. The peace of God prophesied about in Isaiah. Jesus comes to earth, child. And then Jesus tells his disciples, I'm gonna give you my peace. All throughout the epistles, you've got these grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace. It's a gift. So you don't need to find your peace in the stock market. You don't need to find your peace in a, in, a, in a payment, in a redoing your house. You don't need to find your peace and I finally got these skinny jeans to fit or in a gym or in a mall or on a field or on a court. We find our peace. He's in a manger. And we've got this, God came to earth. He's taking presence in me and I'm different and I got peace no matter my circumstance. Amen? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we love you today. And we wanna be a people that are marked by peace, God. We ask that you would work in us today. Holy Spirit, let the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, And I pray for every broken situation at Christmas, every fear and every anxiety. I pray for my friends today. Would you give peace? Would you just ask the Holy Spirit to increase your peace today? And maybe even tell him, places where you tend to find peace instead of him. Just get real with God. He knows all things. Just tell him. Here's our map, God. Now we just ask the Holy Spirit let one idea one action item one word from him 
cement in your heart today. Just where you just know this is who my God is. This is how he sees me. This is how I have peace in the midst of my challenge. Lord God, I pray. supernatural peace we don't make light of any circumstance every broken scenario every challenge I ask Lord God that we would as the people of God have peace this Christmas touch your people today strengthen them fill them with peace if you're here today and maybe your life feels like a storm and you want relational equity you want relational connect you want you want to know Jesus and in knowing Jesus your whole life is transformed in knowing Jesus you get hope and peace we here at Radiant Church we're people whose lives have just been touched by Jesus We've been transformed by him. Today, if you want to begin a journey of walking with Jesus, I want to invite you just to begin that journey by just this talking to him, just this conversation. Just repeat this after me and talk to God. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I give you my life. I don't want to go my way. I want to go yours. Not my will, but yours. I'm in desperate need of God. Heal me. Change me. Give me new life in Christ. I'm coming after you. Thank you for coming after me. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I want to live with you now and forever. In Jesus' name.